Welcome to the Erickson Covenant Church Podcast. We're happy that you would join us for today's teaching. As a church, we're passionate about helping people find and follow Jesus, no matter who they are or where they are from. If you have any questions about Jesus, the church, or the teaching you're hearing today, please don't hesitate to contact us online at ericksoncovenant.ca. And now, let's listen to this week's teaching. Hey, it's great to see all of you here today, and it's good to be able to uh, continue our series in Advent called The Holy Spirit of Christmas. Now, if you've been hanging around here for a while, you know that all fall, we've been exploring the book of Acts, which is like volume two of the books Luke wrote. Luke was a historian, a doctor, and he wrote two volumes. The first one was about Jesus. second one was about Jesus. It just happens to be the continued story of how Jesus was getting known to the world through the church because God had come to live in the church by the Holy Spirit. And so we've been exploring who the Holy Spirit is through the book of Acts, volume two. Well, we decided for uh, Advent, we'd continue with a bit of that theme, look back at the early stories in Luke, where a lot of our Christmas stories come from, but see how the Holy Spirit was present there too, filling and bringing Jesus to us the first time, and maybe make some comparisons, some contrasts, some uh, ways for us to consider how the Holy Spirit is still at work today as we approach Advent. Uh, Last Sunday, Dana started us off by exploring how the Holy Spirit makes the impossible possible, particularly with two very improbable pregnancies. Well, today we're going to continue that story in Luke, just following it. Um, Mary, after receiving this very unexpected news that she a virgin, would be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. She traveled to visit her older, older relative named Elizabeth, who, maybe just as improbably, had also become pregnant in her old age, long after. She'd never had a child, never been able to have a child. And here, long after it was her time, she was pregnant. In fact, she was six months along. Mary decides she's got to check this out, and she trekked travels to visit her. Well, I'd like to invite you to watch the story unfold. I found this clip on YouTube. It's great. It's made by our brothers and sisters of the Catholic faith from Ignatius Press. Let's watch the first part of it together. seen each other for years now. Greetings. Oh, greetings. My brother has lost the power of speech. It has now been over six months. One day he entered the temple and he came back out mute. 
Who knows what he saw? And Elizabeth? Elizabeth? Greetings, Elizabeth. Mary, may you be blessed among all women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. To what do I owe a visit from the mother of my Lord? As soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the baby jumped in my belly for joy. That's a wonderful story. We'll continue that story next week where we see how Mary responds to what Elizabeth has to say. But today, we're going to look at how Elizabeth responds to Mary's visit. As I reflected these last few weeks on this visitation, I was struck by how, similar to what we've been hearing in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit fills Elizabeth, enabling her to both recognize and respond to the presence of Christ in Mary. And then as I was reflecting on that very practically, how the Holy Spirit is still helping us do the same. Let's explore that together. First, filled by the Holy Spirit, Elizabeth joyfully recognizes the presence of Christ in Mary. I kind of like this picture. Do you? Or do you find it kind of creepy? I like how John is doing the happy dance inside. Yeah. And, and Jesus, he's got a crown on. I thought that was a pretty cool picture. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, Luke tells us, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then a little further on, Mary herself says to Mary, uh, Elizabeth herself says to Mary, at the sound of your greeting, as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. I love this. Mary appears out of nowhere. We don't know how long it's been. It's a sudden visit by a relative that hasn't been seen for a while. And yet instantly, unmistakably, Elizabeth just knows. Mary isn't showing. No one can tell by looking at her that she's pregnant. No words have been exchanged beyond a greeting. The Son of God is this tiny little zygote, and Mary herself may not even be sure yet if what the Holy Spirit is going to do has, been ha- has happened yet, right? She may not even be sure yet that she's pregnant, but the Holy Spirit knows, and the Holy Spirit Let's Elizabeth know, too. Mary doesn't need to explain or try to explain to her much older relative how she did actually get pregnant without having sex. That would be a hard one to explain to someone. She doesn't have to work up the courage to broach the subject. Like, How long would that take exactly after you've shown up at a relative's house and you haven't been there for a while, right? Maybe I'll do it over lunch. Lunch passes. I'll do it after nap. Nap passes. I'll I'll do it this evening when things, you know what I'm saying? It would take a while. But she doesn't have to do that. The Holy Spirit fills Elizabeth. And then the baby John, who's tucked inside his his mom's uh, recently revitalized, is it a uterus? Yes. 
does the happy dance. I love it. So what's going on here? The Holy Spirit gives Elizabeth, I do know, I mean, kind of, but there are different words for things and sometimes I don't want to get them confused. The Holy Spirit gives Elizabeth and the baby John special insight, exceptional recognition that they are in the presence of the very Son of God who's humbled himself to be born a human being, a fetus in in utero, you know, a developing zygote. How long has it been since you heard that word? I had to Google it to make sure I was pronouncing it properly. Becoming one of us. And the incarnation sparks this joyful recognition that God has come to us, our Emmanuel, that He's present here and now and standing before her, clothed in the body of a young Jewish virgin. Friends, dare I say that the Holy Spirit is still doing the same thing today. Work with me on this. Without taking away any of the uniqueness of this one-time unrepeatable, incarnational event that God became flesh in Jesus through Mary. Here's the stunning truth. Jesus is still showing up, having been birthed inside people by the Holy Spirit, having been birthed inside the lives of men and women and children all over the world. Think about that next time you hear a knock on your door. It's amazing. The Holy Spirit is bringing new creation into people. God's new creation. Bringing life to men and women. Men who are awakening to their need. Their need for Christ in their life. Women who are realizing their destiny as daughters of God. and Children who are discovering the love of their heavenly Father. And we get to see it. The Holy Spirit helps us joyfully recognize, sometimes at the oddest of times, who is really present in that person's life. Like, who is actually at work here? It's like the Holy Spirit tunes our our hearts and our minds to the song that Jesus is singing, and when the person walks in the room, we go, Ah, I hear it. I hear the tune. I know that tune. I know that song. Our hearts resonate with it. Or maybe it's like family resemblance. It hasn't happened to me too often, but I have had the occasion where someone has come up to me and said, you've got to be a green tree. Are you Doug Greentree's son? And I'm like, yes, I am. How did you know? Well, well, you look like him. I knew him when he was 34, and you look, well, not now. I don't look 34, but you know. Uh, then, look forward to, well, since I shaved, I look 34. Uh, so, Tennille tells me. Anyway, <laughs> so... I digress. But, uh, you know, the family resemblance, and I'm like, yeah, I do. Well, it's that kind of thing. The Holy Spirit enables us to see the family resemblance, to know that Jesus is present. And that recognition produces joy. When we suddenly run into someone that we didn't expect to see, when we suddenly reconnect with someone that we'd lost contact with, we're joyful. We're excited, I hope. We're excited. I mean, there's some people, maybe, you're like duck behind the... Cereal in the grocery store. But most people, you're excited to see them, right? And you, oh my goodness, I haven't seen you forever. And you, Have you seen the video that's been making the rounds? The E.T. commercial? Uh, have you? Some of you are like, who's E.T.? Elliot and E.T. There they are. Uh, I, I tempted to show you the video, but I didn't. 
E.T. and Elliot are reunited 37 years later by the power of the galaxy or some kind of phone people are trying to sell. Anyway, must have paid Spielberg big cash for that. But here we go. There's this reconnection. I love this moment where there's this realization that a friend has come back, someone he hasn't seen forever, and there's such joy at the recognition that E.T. has finally returned. It's, it's, it's kind of delightful. The Holy Spirit helps us recognize the presence of Christ in others. It's not always dramatic. Sometimes it's pretty understated. It's, it's, it's just little suggestions of openness and movement. Other times, it's because there's been a big movement of surrender. Something has shifted in a person's life. I'm telling you, when we see someone move from a place of fear to a place of generosity in their finances, when we see someone finally join AA and get serious about sobriety, When we see a marriage, finally seek counseling and begin to see some of those destructive patterns change. When someone begins asking us questions about faith and wanting to know more about Jesus, when a judgmental Christian starts to actually experience the grace of God in such a way that their heart shifts, so they begin to actually give grace to others, friends, we are seeing the work of God. We're seeing the presence of God in someone. And we when we recognize that, it brings us great joy. Okay, so joyful recognition. Next thing we see is humble wonder. Elizabeth humbly wonders at the presence of Mary, the mother of her Lord. Why am I so favored, she said, that the mother of my Lord should visit me? This really struck me how humbled Elizabeth was at who had come. She saw this visit for what it was. It wasn't just a visit from a younger relative. That probably happened a lot. She was probably old enough to be Mary's grandma. But she was receiving a visit, and she knew it by the Holy Spirit. Visit from the mother of her Lord. And if that doesn't suggest a depth of insight given by the Holy Spirit into both, you know, into just like what was happening in Mary's life, what was happening through Mary, I, I don't know what does. And her response of humble wonder, it models something for me. It models how the Holy Spirit invites us all to see Jesus in others too. Because when we see Jesus in others, when we see him at work in them, changing them, loving them in a way that they begin to realize that they're loved, inspiring them, where they're beginning to explore their gifts and share that with others, or just the fact that Jesus is present in them and it's beginning to just kind of ooze out of them in a whole bunch of different beautiful ways. It is right that we should wonder at that and that we should be humbled by it. That we get to see and enjoy and celebrate the work of Christ in someone else. Wow. One of my greatest joys, particularly since coming here, has been seeing men and women and teenagers discover Jesus through the Alpha Course, which we've run, uh, or we run regularly here at the Erickson Covenant Church. To see the Holy Spirit bring life to people who had either wandered far away from Jesus or had held Jesus at arm's length for decades. To see people begin to realize with a new freshness this life that God has for them, to see Jesus come alive in them, that brings me incredible joy, but it also humbles me. And I, I find myself kind of staring and, and wondering and amazed. 
to hear Faye share about how she understood God's love for her for the first time in her life. To hear Jan share about how God met her and healed her in significant ways. To hear uh, and see how Les and Jackie expressed faith in Christ and made significant steps to follow him. That is incredibly humbling. To say nothing of the transformations I've seen in Chuck or Tanya, (laughs) Charles, other friends. And there's an invitation here, isn't there? I realized as I was reflecting on this, you know, truth is, I'm not always that filled with wonder, right? You know, I'm not. I'm often distracted, or I'm kind of frustrated, or I kind of wish people would smarten up, or whatever. I know pastors aren't supposed to think those things, but (laughs) sometimes I'm just not looking for it, right? And perhaps it links back to basic recognition, allowing the Holy Spirit to fill us so that we actually can see. But I know for me, I often just get caught up in my own stuff, my own busyness, even church stuff. Or what someone should be doing, or what someone, I wish someone would stop doing. That I can then miss the presence of Jesus in their life. I can miss what God is actually doing. And I'm not humbled. I'm not wondering, because I'm distracted. And I think there's an invitation here for all of us here at Advent. That we would ask the Holy Spirit to help us not only recognize the presence of Christ in others, but to be humbled by it, to wonder at, to even gape a bit at what God is doing, to be amazed that we even get to witness, we even get to be part of this. We get to have coffee with someone in whom God is working. Wow! We need to wonder a bit more that we're present in the presence of Jesus at work. Holy Spirit, I do pray that you would help us see you in the life of others, to recognize and to wonder at it, to be humbled by it and by your work. We pray this in your name. Well, how does Elizabeth respond? Along with joyful recognition, along with humble wonder, she boldly blesses Mary. Mary and Jesus. She blesses Mary as a highly favored woman standing in this long line, this long family line of faithful servants who were willing to trust God against all the odds. Men like Abraham and women like Sarah, people who'd received God's incredible promises and believed that God would make good on them, even though, come on, it didn't look like he could. Anyone could. Particularly when you read the old stories, having to do with his promises to bring impossible children to empty wombs. Well, Elizabeth blesses Mary also for her receptivity to God's wonderful work. Something we heard about right at the end of the last story where Mary says to to the angel, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be to me or in me according to your word. There's this incredible receptivity and submissiveness to the work of God in her. And by the Holy Spirit, Elizabeth sees that and blesses that in Mary for her willingness to receive all that God has for her, but also all that God has for us through her. All that God is doing in her. You know, as Protestants, we've been way too shy about Mary. It's true. I was raised where you almost didn't want to say anything nice about her because 
you know, don't want to be Catholic or something. I love you Catholics. You know that. The truth is, we were worried. We were worried about being guilty of somehow, you know, doing something wrong because we didn't want to, to, to maybe go along with some of the ways we thought Mary had been overemphasized, perhaps, in, in Catholicism. And so as a result, we've downplayed Mary. We've, we, we're kind of uncomfortable with this kind of stuff. But, but friends, we've got to read, actually, what the story says and listen to Elizabeth's blessing and see how it rolls up. Mary is worthy of such esteem, such honor, such blessing. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, offers that incredible blessing to this obedient, receptive young woman, the one through whom God brought his love to us in Christ. When you see what Elizabeth saw, maybe you'll bless Mary more this Advent too. I don't know. She deserves it. Of course, Elizabeth not only blesses Mary, but blesses the child within Mary, the child she regards as her Lord. The Holy Spirit fills Elizabeth and it's blessing, blessing, blessing. This is what the Holy Spirit invokes in Elizabeth as she recognizes the presence of Christ and wonders at her own place in the story. And that's how we respond too. When the Holy Spirit reveals to us what God is doing in others. We offer blessing. We offer it boldly. We offer it thoughtfully. We offer it prophetically. We offer it gently. Okay, so it may not sound quite the same as what Elizabeth does here. I get that. But the point is the same. The Holy Spirit will lead us to speak words of affirmation and encouragement into people's lives as we see Christ alive in them. As we see them responding to the work of Jesus in their lives, we'll be inspired by the Holy Spirit, not only to bless them, but to bless Jesus who's doing it. I think this is really important because like Mary in this visitation, the people around us may not even yet feel like God is at work. They may not even recognize themselves that something is happening. They may not see that it's Jesus who's doing this, but we can. The Holy Spirit can help us see it. And by the Holy Spirit, we can bless it. We can encourage it. We can affirm it. Yesterday, I had a a long conversation with a young person um, who left Bountiful uh, just a short while ago. And this young woman is attempting to chart a new life with challenges that you and I don't actually know much about. Um to hear her talk about the hurdles she has faced and faces with such bravery, to hear her share about the way that her religious and spiritual worlds have been just shifted and shattered and pulled apart, and she's processing all of that, Uh, to see the good decisions she's making when there's so much heartache and difficulty. Well, when that conversation was done, it was important that I blessed her. Now, I could see Jesus at work in her, whether she could see it or not. That was very clear to me. Now, obviously, I didn't use the word bless, because let's face it, folks, that would have been weird, right? That would have been strange for me to use maybe that language. But I was able to tell her what I saw in her, how good she was doing and affirm that, how her decisions were leading to life, how courageous and amazing that we as a family think she is as well as to affirm her value as a person, as a woman with a mind and a future and a strength to pursue a whole new life. 
Friends, that's what blessing is. And I could see in her eyes as I was affirming her and telling her that, that she received it as a blessing. Probably one of the few that she's received. Now, depending on your relationship with someone and adjusting for their spiritual journey, our blessings can look different, but somehow we need to figure out by the Holy Spirit how we can share with others what we're seeing. How we're amazed and humbled by what God is doing in them. We need to use empowering words to seek for concrete affirmations. To say it out loud, to write a card or buy a gift or buy them lunch or cheer them on in some way. To lean in and bless them and to do it boldly. People need us to do that, actually. They need us to bless them. They need us to see what's going on and cheer it on in their lives. They need us to be people who point out things that we're too close to see or too subtle, or we just haven't noticed that pattern developing. They need us to see God at work in them, to joyfully recognize it, to humbly wonder at it, and boldly bless it, because Jesus is there. Well, can we wrap it up with this simple question? Who needs you to celebrate Christ in them this Christmas? Who needs you to celebrate Christ in them this Christmas. Now, maybe you already know who that is. Maybe even as we've talked, you've said, yeah, that's it. That's what I'm seeing in my child's life, a friend's life, a brother or sister's life. Maybe there's someone at coffee time that you want to actually go and talk to and affirm and and encourage. Or maybe it's a question that you can take into your week, into your Advent season, and ask the Holy Spirit to show you who around you Who tomorrow at work? Who at school on Thursday? Who that I run into on the street or in a coffee shop? Who needs me to celebrate Christ in them this Christmas? We're surrounded by people in whom Jesus is at work. Jesus is present. Perhaps he's just coming to live in them. Perhaps he's still working to get in. Perhaps he's growing something new in them in powerful ways. But everywhere we look, if we let the Holy Spirit fill us, we will see how Jesus is present and active. And friends, being able to recognize that and wonder at that and be humbled by that and bless that, that's our privilege. That's our opportunity. You could even say it's our calling and our work to be people who see Jesus alive in others, and bless that, and bless him. To affirm a person's choices, to applaud their receptivity, to encourage their openness, to hold up their value. We add our voices to the already present voice of Christ. And that can be the exact way Jesus then furthers the very work he's doing in their lives. He uses us to participate in what he's doing. And so, this Advent, let the Holy Spirit fill you. Let the Holy Spirit fill us so that we can recognize and respond to Jesus in others. Because he not only came to us through Mary almost 2,000 years ago, he's still showing up now. Just outside the door. If we have the eyes to see him. Let's celebrate 
Christ in others this Christmas. Will you stand with me? Holy Spirit, I ask that you would continue to do in us what you did in Elizabeth, helping us see you in others, to welcome and encourage and bless and wonder at your grace and your love, awakening others, bringing them to life, and calling them into your family. May we as your church and as your people, with all of us here, those of us who are just exploring faith, those of us who are just inviting Jesus in, those of us who have been walking with Jesus for a long time, would we all stand in awe of what you're doing in us and in others? Jesus, we want to celebrate you this Christmas. Would you give us the eyes to see you in others? And so now in the power of your Holy Spirit, would you send us? Send us into this Advent season alive to your presence in others. Seeing you, Jesus, and celebrating what you and the Father and the Spirit are doing to bring life to us all. In your name we pray, amen. God bless you all. Good to see you here. See you at coffee time. Thank you for listening. We hope today's teaching provided you with life-changing truth and valuable insight. We hope you've learned of some practical steps forward in your spiritual journey. Whether you're finding Jesus for the first time, or you have been following him for years. If you have been listening for a while, perhaps you're wondering how you can support the church financially. To find out, please go to ericksoncovenant.ca and click on the Donate tab. Thank you for being part of this journey with us. Every day we are seeking to help people to find and follow Jesus.